Before we get started today, we want to take a second to say thanks to our friends at Habitica for their help with today's podcast. In this episode, Leo and Mike talk about habits, and specifically, tracking habits and how to make it easier. Habitica is a great way to do this, so if you're looking for a way to create better habits, and better yet, stick to them, try them out. We're happy to say that Habitica is also giving away free subscriptions to Teacher Talking Time listeners. For your chance to win a completely free subscription to Habitica, all you have to do is follow these two steps. Number one, leave a review of Teacher Talking Time in Apple Podcasts or on Google. That link is in the show notes. And then number two, take a screenshot of your review and send us a DM on Instagram. That's at learnyourenglish. That's it. And good luck to everyone entering the contest. For one extra freebie from us, you can also download the Learn Your English personalized habit tracker on our blog post for this episode. You can find that at learnyourenglish.net slash podcast. With that said, let's get on with the show. All views and opinions expressed in this podcast may lead to learning. All information provided is for educational and developmental purposes only and is not intended to be a substitute for a growth mindset. Before taking action, please consult your motivation. This is the Teacher Talking Time Podcast. Welcome to the Teacher Talking Time podcast for language learners, the cult of learning. The aim of our series is to encourage humans to find and pursue knowledge, while at the same time, encouraging a passion in learning a foreign language. The Cult of Learning series are episodes for learners of languages. And in these episodes, we discuss tools and strategies for learning, tools for better thinking, mindful productivity, meaningful living, and more importantly, trying to provide opportunities for those of you who need effective listening practice. We will continue our saga, Mike, on the science of habits. In our last episode of the series, we will talk a little bit about a great life hack that very few people are aware of, habit tracking. We will describe what it is. We will provide some reasons as to why you should be tracking your habits and how you can do it. So if you want to learn more about these things, Stay tuned to this episode of The Cult of Learning. But Mike, before we get the ball rolling, we have a very few important reminders. What are those reminders, Mike? Well, if you are listening to our podcast, please do not forget to subscribe to our podcast in your favorite podcast player. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel. And if you want to learn more about the work we do and the courses we offer, don't forget to visit our website and subscribe to our newsletter for all those exclusive bonuses and promotions we, we offer. Uh, also, if you are a language learner and you're tired of learning in a classroom uh, and you're looking for new ideas to improve your English outside of the classroom in a different way, then you need to join our School of Learning. For a small price of $5, you get unlimited access and to all of our School of Learning materials. And if you like the School of Learning, then you should also consider our quick fixes with things like how to improve your IELTS band and how to become a better speaker and listener. And I can assure you that you will leave them feeling much more confident about your IELTS band, about your speaking skills, and more prepared to engage in that next conversation or ace that next test. 
I was just going to say that these quick fixes and this school of learning are a great bargain for those of you who are oh looking. Oh, goodness. Right? For, for language learning opportunities. $5 for the school of learning a month and $20 for each quick fix. You won't find anything out there that is of this high level of quality and create great content. Right, Mike? That's right. And they're all designed by you and I and Andrew. So you're getting something that's, again, great quality and something sentimental. So when you're listening to this podcast episode, you can kind of print it off and, and, and cuddle next to it. <laughs> right. So, Mike, before we start this episode, let's go back very quickly to review part one and part two, especially because retrieval practice, which is something that we're going to be talking about in a future episode, is something very important. Do you remember anything about the first episode? Oh, in the series. Yeah. So, so I think we were looking at what was a habit, right? Right. And, um, and looking at some statistics about habits, something, something related to that, right? Yes. We talked about the 45% of our day being completely automatized by our habits. We talked about the fact that our brains desire, they crave habits because what we're trying to do most of the time is save energy. And we talked about that example of that woman who every time she 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 hopped on a horse, she would want to, she would have this craving. Um, she wanted to smoke. But that's because even old habits are never forgotten. What about yeah, the, the, the yeah. automaticity of it, right? Yeah. Now it's all coming back to me. Yeah, yeah. The second what, what, one I remember, yeah. it's a little fresher. We were looking at how long, right? Like mm -hmm. how long does it take to establish a habit? Yes. And the magic number uh, that people mm. thought would, was the, I mean, the science and, and, you know, self-help books and all that. They kept saying that it was 21 and we kind of debunked that myth. And then the word debunk is a word that we use in one of the very first few episodes of the cult of learning. So if those of you who do not remember what the, the meaning of the word debunk is, is when you debunk a myth, Mike, you do what? You, you, you challenge it. You show that it's not true. That's right. right. That's right. Yeah. So in today's episode, we will talk about a technique that everyone, including you who are listening to us right now, can use to stick to good habits. And you're going to learn how to track your habits effectively and also why it matters. Why should we be tracking our habits? But before we get started, let's take a look at habit formation in the beginning of times. The Romans, to be more specific. And Mike, you were the one who mentioned this. You wanted to talk about a quote by Epictetus and one from um, Marcus Aurelius. So maybe you can you can tell us more about those two quotes. Yeah, well, you you kind of turned me on to the the Stoics, and um, so you know, <laughs> correct me if I say anything or misquote here. But I believe the quote from Epictetus is that you know every habit and capability is confirmed and grows in its corresponding action, walking by walking, running by running. Therefore, Leo, if you want to do something make it make a habit of it right so talk less do more is what mm -hmm. i get from that and if you want to be a writer you got to write right if mm -hmm. you want to be uh good at yoga you got to try yoga you got to do it not just talk it um the other one by marcus aurelius is is uh closely linked right you get what you deserve <laughs> instead of being a good person today you choose instead to become one tomorrow right? right so so you're postponing this new you each mm -hmm. time you you choose right so 
Yeah, go Let's ahead. Talk about this. Some, no, no. But come, you mentioned this before, maybe in an earlier episode or just in passing. But it's something about casting a vote. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Casting yeah. a vote for who you want to be. That's right. Well, and I think that's that connects to to habit tracking because every time you perform that habit, every action that you take is basically that vote for the type of person that you really wish to become. It's not doing it once in a while that will transform your beliefs. But as you keep building up those votes, the evidence of your neo-identity is kind of like becoming um, more clear to you. And I think, I think it's very common for a lot of us, Mike, to think that, you know, when we look at a successful person like Michael Phelps, or we look at like Ronaldo, or, or, or even someone that we know that is like, oh, how does this person work out every day? How are they so successful? They have great relationships. They have great physical and mental fitness. And you might ask yourself, why can't I be like that person? Why can't that be me? What's, what am I missing? What's holding us back? I think the answer is very simple. And it goes back to what you said here with Marcus Aurelius and Epictetus. We don't develop good habits. It's not something that we are taught in schools. It's not something that our parents, unfortunately, teach us. But now that we know better, we can actually do this. And Mike, it's not effortless. And I think that's another important thing. It's right. like, it, yes. it's not something that you do without effort. And I think the 21 day um, number seems to be very attractive to people because it, it seems effortless, right? Well, yeah, or, or there's an end to that effort that, yes. that after those 21 days, I will no longer have to work at it. But, um, but as many of our listeners know that, um, you know, it's important to just show up, right? We often mm -hmm. talk about that. And I think even Ronaldo will tell you that he's had bad workouts, but he's probably shown up and gone through the workout. So yeah. it becomes, again, this idea of casting the vote and tracking the habit, right? Making yes. yourself accountable to someone. And that's it, because what, just to add to what you said, Mike, good habits are what makes success possible. Whatever success you're trying to achieve, you're trying to get a promotion, you're trying to meet new people or, or feel healthy. If you have those good habits, then you have, a, it's probably the surest path forward. But if you don't have good habits, and we're going to talk about that later in the episode, everything becomes, and you know this, it becomes a struggle because you're basically fighting against your worst enemy, yourself. Because we mind. have... The mind, mind yeah. yeah. And the Stoics, Mike, the Stoics knew this. The Stoics mm -hmm. knew this. Like, like we, can, we can teach you these habits, which, which again, I mean, we can teach ourselves these habits. Like, we can, we can stack up habits. We can, we can track our habits. And that is what we're going to be talking about in this episode. So, so let's dovetail into habits and habit tracking more specifically, Leo. Uh, we've talked a little bit about starting habits, but you know, good habits can be really hard to start. And as we said earlier, like really incredibly difficult to keep. Why, why is that? Uh, it's a good question. I am struggling with a few habits that I'm trying to incorporate into my life. One of them being meditating every day. Um, but we all know people who struggle with that. We all struggle with yeah. habits. And I think that's where the habit tracker comes in. We've debunked that 21-day myth. And we even argued that the 66 days might not be that accurate at all. The reality is, and we all know this, you will always need to stay on top of your habits. But the question is, how? How do you know that you are actually on top of your habits? Mike, I would argue that the habit tracker 
seems to be the best solution to this problem because you are not only going to be more mindful of your habits, but you're also more accountable for the goals that you you set. I've had one for about four months now, Mike, and it's made a huge impact on on my performance and my in my life. Hmm. So I have a couple of examples here. So um, in January, I had six, six tracks that I wanted to to start. One was to walk ten thousand steps every day. The other one was to work out four times a week. The other one was to read every day for at least fifteen minutes before bed. Before bed, okay. meditate every day, and then drink more water. What is interesting about the habit tracker is that I'm able to track how many times I've done those things. And then at the end of the month, you get not only qualitative data, because you can talk about your your emotions and your feelings when you are doing those things, but also you get the quantitative data. So just so you know, Mike, in January, my my steps, I've reached 60% of my 10,000 steps a, a day. My workout was better, 87%. But here's where I failed miserably. Meditation, 5%. So out of a month, I only achieved 5% of of that habit, which goes to show that now I know which habits I have already incorporated into my life. In this Mm -hmm. case, walking every day, working out. I don't have to. Those habits have become somewhat automatized. But meditation, meditation. I need more. Yeah, and I think that maybe that's the the main point is that habit trackers are great for those those new habits, emerging habits, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Ones that aren't automatic autom- automatically there, so to speak. Yeah, um, and so, I also think like it sounds like it's really high tech, but 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 maybe we'll talk about this a little later. Um, yeah, but uh, but this doesn't need to be a high tech thing, right? Like, no, this isn't no. a tech episode podcast, right? This no. is like this is we have tech. We can use to track our habits, but there are probably other ways we can. There's track paper our ones, and we're gonna be. I've yeah. had an idea, and we're gonna be offering our Learn Your English habit tracking um, workouts. Uh, not workout worksheet, I should say. Well, I mean, okay. we can also get into the workout business if we want in the future. Well, but, yeah. <laughs> but I was thinking that uh, everyone who listens to this episode, you will be able to download a habit tracker. Um, for you. So if you, we are going to suggest a couple of habits for you in this episode, and then you can incorporate them and use this as a handout, as a, as a, as a, perhaps an add-on to this episode. So Mike, how do you think, we're talking about my, my habits, but how do you think elite performers measure, quantify, and track their progress? And more importantly, why do they do it? Yeah, I'm just thinking about like what we've said earlier on, on this um podcast and we've talked a, a lot about what goal, good goal setting is and i think a lot of them are good goal setters so part of that includes something that's you know measurable maybe even incremental like i, mm-hmm. I don't i doubt that ronaldo sets out with a specific um target um that that's that's quite large i think that he probably works towards it so he doesn't start out saying he's going to do three sets of 25 somethings mm-hmm. sit-ups he starts off saying we're going to start with um, three sets of 25 and then work up from there. So this mm-hmm. kind of benchmarking or incremental improvement kind of comes to mind. Yeah. I have a real life example. This is a, a chef in an interview for the New York Times. There's this woman, Gabrielle Hamilton. Hamilton. She's a chef in New York. And she said something very interesting. And I want us to, to break this down and, and maybe talk a little bit more about this. She said, the one thing that consistently separates 
the chef from the person who cooks at home or the home cook is that a chef tastes everything all the time before they commit it to the dish, right down to the grains of salt. They taste the lamb, they taste the fish, the butter, the milk before they use it, you know? And then they chew the salt to see how we like it in our teeth, our tongues, and to know its flavor, its salinity. And basically, Mike, what I see here is they're getting this immediate feedback they need to get the recipe just right. Mm. It's interesting. I often hear like a lot of trainers talk about do one set of one at one rep, mm-hmm. right? So that you focus on the technique, you focus on getting that perfect each time. It's yeah. better to do 10 sets of one than to do, uh, what is it? What is it? One set of 10 yeah. badly, right? Right. So it goes back to what you said about being mindful of your yeah. habits and mindful of what's, what's going on around you and within you. And, 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 that add, and to add to that, Mike, I think very much like a chef, we can also improve our habits and we can make progress. And the only way for us to do this is through uh, trial and error. It, it's if something like, for example, the meditation, if something doesn't yield the desired effects, then I need to make adjustments. So I need to like the chef. What I'm doing is I'm tweaking the amount of salt that I want to add this recipe. I'm, right. I'm changing. Um, Maybe, maybe the amount of pepper I want to include in this. So when I think about the meditation, Mike, what I've learned is that habit building is different. The feedback is delayed. It's mm. very difficult to visualize your progress with your habits. For example, running. When you're running for a month, you won't see any changes in your body in a month, but you will see it in six months. Meditating, like for example, even for me, when I was meditating, sure. I was still feeling anxious. But I think the important thing here, Mike, is, as we've said in a previous episode, Rome wasn't built in a day. And habits are not built in a day. No. It's a marathon. It takes time, right? It takes time for those desired results to show up, right? Yeah. And this brings up a dilemma, Mike. Waiting for the long-term rewards of your immediate efforts to accumulate, but you also need a reason (laughs) <laughs> to stick with them <laughs> yeah. in the short term because like i'm yeah. doing this yeah. but like why am i doing this so where do we get this immediate feedback showing right. that we are on the right track that's, that's the where, habit yeah that's, that's the, where habit. the habit true. yeah <laughs> yeah that's it so that's, that's it yeah. yeah yeah so what is a habit track mike exactly as the name suggests it's a way for you to track how well you are sticking with a habit daily weekly or monthly and they can come, as you said, they can come in different forms. Um, you can use a sophisticated app on your phone. That's what I've used. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can also use our Learn Your English Habit Tracker that we're going to be talking about later. Um, and there's an example here, and I wanted to bring this up because Jerry Seinfeld, I don't know how many of you know who Jerry oh, Seinfeld showing is. showing our age now. Yes. Yeah. But Jerry Seinfeld, and I learned this about five years ago, Jerry Seinfeld had a method that he calls the chain method. So the goal of the chain method is to not break the chain. So he would get a calendar just to go back to the, to the beginnings of habit tracking. So people ask him like, Jerry, how do you come up with so many jokes? He said, I write a joke every day. Okay. It's not a good joke, but every day I show up. He shows up. Okay. That's it. Yeah. So every day, Mike, he would get a little, he would put a little, uh, a little cross on, yeah. his, uh, on his calendar. And- That's similar to what I do actually, Leo, oh, yeah? Yeah, for, for my... Um- yeah, so if I want to um, take a break from drinking for a while, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll tell myself what my target is. But I don't turn it into a monthly target. I turn it into a daily target. It's right. just like 
Jerry Seinfeld, right? I don't, I, I don't want to drink today because that'll break the train. Mm-hmm. Uh, chain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it might break the trade as well. Too. But the, the, that too, or yeah. The, or the booze bus. But yes. uh <laughs> but no, it, it yeah, you, again, it's that instant gratification, right? Like, yeah, yeah, I didn't I didn't drink. Yeah, I came up with a new funny joke. Yes. Yeah, and for me, that's what I did with meditation at first, is mm-hmm. like trying to cross the these axes and a time passes by, the calendar becomes a record of your habit streak. And streak is a word that I think it's really important for us to teach our audience. Mike, what is a streak? A habit streak. A habit streak. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, you know, it's, it's basically something that is continued over a period of time. Right. So Mm. just like Jerry Seinfeld, he's telling a joke, he's creating a joke every day and that's going to turn in over time. That's going to turn into a streak, right? A mm. one week streak, a two, a one month streak, and so on. It's amazing when you have like a three month streak where you have been doing the same thing every day consistently. I haven't, I've, I've, I've been able to do that with a few things, but I don't get very long streaks. I think I've, like with meditation, for example, I got like four days in a row. Like, so yeah, that was but- my four day streak. It's not enough. Well, meditation's tough, right? It's a, it's that could be a skill that that perhaps you need coaching with, right? Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. that's the other side of life that we we haven't explored deeply, but at, you know, making the most of our support networks as well, yes. right? Because there might be someone out there that could coach you a little bit with that. But you're not the only person I've heard yeah. saying that that focus and meditation is. Oof, it is hard. I think one of the reasons why I don't do it every day is because I I'm dreading it. Because I'm like in my mind, I'm probably thinking, why am I going to do this if I'm not going to do a, a good job? And I think we can talk about that later. Yeah. But the design, if you're using an app or if you're using a calendar or a piece of paper, it doesn't really matter. The point is the habit tracker, Mike, as you said, it gives you that immediate evidence, that immediate feedback that you have completed a habit. It's very much like a signal that you are making progress. Of course. That is not everything that a habit track does. Habit track is powerful for many reasons. And we're going to talk about these reasons now. Mike, what are some of the, let's, let's nail it down to five. What are some five reasons five. for us to use a habit track? I mean, for, for me, the first one has to be the visual impact, right? Because it creates this visual cue that reminds you about how you acted that day, that moment, and so on, right? Okay. Um, and again, I go back to this daily tracking ritual as being a good way of making goals feel more attainable. Mm-hmm. So not only is it visual, it, it somehow adds more attainment to the actual goal. Um, it also boosts my confidence, right? Like just personally speaking, um, because I'm feeling all of this progress, I actually don't want to break the streak. I want to put that checkbox on my calendar. Mm-hmm. And therefore, it keeps me focused. Um, which I guess would be the fourth one. And then finally, as you can tell, and you mentioned this before, you get that satisfaction, right? Mm-hmm. And it's the satisfaction that keeps you motivated because mm-hmm. overcoming those smaller goals gives you confidence for your next goal. So in this case, overcoming that daily challenge and ticking that box gives you confidence that you can do it again tomorrow and the next day. Yes, so. yes. So let's break them down. Let's break them down very quickly here so we can talk about each of them. So the first one you've mentioned, Mike, it creates a visual cue that 
prompts you, that reminds you to act. So when you're able to visualize something, the likelihood of you sticking to it is much higher. So the moment, like you said, the moment you see that X on your calendar, you want to, to act again towards that habit that you're trying to build. You don't want to break the chain. And interestingly, and I found this um, in one of the studies that I was reading in preparation for this episode, research shows that people who track their progress is on their goals, for example, losing weight or quitting smoking, are more likely to improve than those people who don't. Why do you think that is the case, Mike? No, it comes down to accountability. I think it's, it's really obvious, right? You, you need to be honest with yourself and you won't be able to get there <laughs> unless you do so and stop lying to yourself. So the evidence is in front of you. If you see that you need to tick that box, then you're going to be more motivated to actually go through, put in the work, show up and do it. Exactly. So reason number two, as you said, Mike, it makes your goals feel more attainable. And I think for a lot of us, for many people, I think for everyone, I would say, one of the biggest problems when it comes to to, um, habit formation or or getting started with habits is actually getting started, as you said, showing Mm up, right? A lot of us have these humongous long-term goals, but they feel very intimidating. And then we say, ah, I don't even want to start. <laughs> oh, oh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So meditation is a great one. Like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. A great example, I should say. Yeah. Yeah. And with, with a habit tracker, you have those, as you said, Mike, you have those very small wins to look forward to every day. Like for example, today I, I walked 10,000 steps. Oh, today I exercised. Today I drank you know, two liters of water. So when you're able to break, and you said this, Mike, in the beginning of the episode, you're able to break those bigger goals into smaller day-by-day chunks because then they will help you accomplish what you're aiming for in the long run. For example, preparing for this podcast episode. I didn't prepare this in a day. It took me three weeks to do all the research, but every day I spent 20 to 30 minutes researching for this episode, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and maybe, Leo, and I don't want to go too much in, too far into this because I, I, I know we're going to touch on this later. It becomes a game, right? It becomes a game. Like, and, and I'm going to do this first, and that's my win. And mm-hmm. then that's going to take me to this, this next stage. And, and rather than it becoming an end product, it becomes a process. Yes, I love that. I love that. And it's also really, really useful on bad days. Like, when, when you're feeling down and you're feeling a little like beat up, you know, I don't want to do anything. It's easy to forget about all the hard work and all the progress that you've made. But when you have mm-hmm. the habit tracker, you have that visual proof of all yeah, your hard you work and progress. It. It's yeah. there in front of you. Yeah. yeah. And if there's anything empty, right, then the <laughs> motivation's there to get started and actually do it, right? Because you don't want to break the streak. Yes. And I have my app who sends me reminders. Like, for example, right now, oh, wow. the reminder okay. is, you need to walk. You haven't walked today. So after this podcast, I'm going to have to go for a walk. Which brings us to reason number three, Mike, boosting our self-confidence. People like to make to-do lists, checklists. If you okay, like those yeah. things, habit tracking is the perfect way because you have your own kind of checklist. And as you said, Mike, the sense of gratification when you put that little check or, or, or when you put that little cross on your calendar that, that brings an enormous sense of, of pleasure. It's really hard to explain. I don't think we... It's almost like a dopamine effect, maybe. Yes. Right? Like, yeah, yes. like the same sensation people get when they get a like on, on Facebook. Do people still use Facebook? Facebook. I think so. and, and, and Yeah, yeah, and so on. Yeah. 
Yeah, but I get that. And then the fifth reason, or the fourth reason, or sorry, the, what, the fourth, the fourth one. The fourth, fourth reason is that, yeah, of course, it helps with this idea of mindset, right? Mm-hmm. That that you um, say, stated earlier, right? So again, it, it focuses on the process rather than progress, right? Mm-hmm. So rather than an end goal, you're focusing on the day-to-day actions that you need to do, like Epictetus said, to become a walker, to become a runner. You got to walk mm-hmm. each day to become a walker. Um, and yeah, so it helps you keep your eye on the ball, right? Mm-hmm. You focus on the process, not losing 10 pounds. You're focusing on what you need to do to get you to that end goal each day, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and the focus is not getting, you know, that six pack, right? Or learning all those words of, of English of, or all the words of the English language. Mm-hmm. You're just trying to keep that streak alive. And then again, brick by brick, you will oh, yeah. get there, right? And, and changing time, your identity, right? Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, over time, you're going to change your identity from someone who wants to be a good English speaker to someone who, who is a good English speaker because they mm-hmm. practice every day. Someone yeah. who wants to have an extensive vocabulary. Uh, sorry, someone who wants to have it from someone who wants to have an extensive vocabulary to someone who does because they learn words every day. Mm-hmm. And, and over time, you, you start to embody the Oh, new I like you. that. Yeah embodiment i think that's an important word for us to to discuss here because embodying is is what you said you don't you don't say to yourself that you are a runner and you don't run a runner runs like very much like a writer like if we call ourselves writer we writers we have to write every day it doesn't matter if you write something great you're not writing the the best novel you're just writing every day you're just showing up every day so you just need to get your reps in. And the more you get those reps in, the better you will, um, you will get. Which brings us to the last one, Mike. The last reason why um, habit, um, habit tracking is important is because, and again, it's the satisfaction. And it gives you that boost of motivation that you need to keep going. Because the moment you see all those X's on your calendar or the moment you see that streak, you're like, yes. And I would argue, Mike, that as you said, it becomes a good addiction. And as you said, we're gamifying our habit formation. We're playing a game. And I like this. Yes. We're playing a yeah, game yeah. against ourselves. And you don't want to lose. <laughs> against the mind. No, you don't want to lose. Yeah. 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 And I was also, in preparation for this episode, Mike, I found an interesting research paper um, on this. And it was on Psychology Today where they were talking about gamifying your life. And they suggest that there are very specific tools, very specific apps that gamify your everyday life. And those tap into the same motivating power and excitement excitement of computer games. So people who are addicted to computer games will become addicted to building good habits. Wow. Yeah. And and this this idea of gamifying Mm -hmm. your life is quite interesting. And, And I think it applies to those long-term habits we want to establish, but also short-term projects. And to give you an example, uh, I recently attended a conference where the, and it was all online. So in order to promote engagement, they actually gamified the engagement. So you got points for reaching out and adding a new contact. You got points for asking a question in a presentation. You got points for attending a, a round table outside of, um, the conference presentations. So it, it kind of used the same system to, to kind of track your participation 
and, uh, and, and encourage this genuine sense of community. And I think that, you know, in my own work, I mean, I haven't done this, but this kind of ideas is um, almost inspiring me to, to maybe look at my, my own essay writing for my PhD and to say, okay, all right, I'm going to give myself one point for every reference I find at the library. I'm going to give myself five points for every article I summarize. And just as a way of, um, of, of changing it up. And because uh, I love this idea, but I also see a place for it in, in our long-term habits, but also our short-term projects. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think the good thing about, I, I love that, Mike. Um, we need tools to make our choices explicit. What a habit tracker does, what gamifying your habit formation is make those choices explicit because you know very clearly what your choices are. Right. They're yeah, very so I, obvious. Yeah. So you don't have to, your decision process is just a flow. You're like, you, I know I need to do this. You don't have to start the day and think, okay, what am I going to work on today? No, you have a list. You have the choices. And yeah, yeah. when you have the choices, I think you are less resistant to, to um, not doing them. Um, but that's it. Um, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to be talking about habit tracking ideas and what habits you should be tracking. We'll be right back. I studied English in a classroom for years, but felt I was not improving and not having fun either. I did not know how to learn a language. Then I found the Learn Your English online membership. My name is Victor and I am an LYE member. This membership is for people who are passionate about learning English in their own way. These are not classes. This is learning outside of the classroom. We learn by participating in activities just for us, effective and fun. The special thing about the community is that the teachers will do anything they can to find the best way for you to learn. In my case, it has been through philosophy, psychology and life in general. Head over to the Learn Your English website for all the details. That is learnyourenglish.com. Ready to take control of your learning? Join me today in the Learn Your English student community. Hi guys, my name is Ethan from Korea. You are listening to Teacher Talking Time and the Learn Your English podcast. 안녕하세요. 제 이름은 에단이고요. 한국에 물론 한국인입니다. 지금 여러분은 Teacher Talking Time the Learn Your English podcast를 듣고 계십니다. All right everyone and we're back again. We've been talking a little bit about tracking habits and, and the, the, the five benefits really of, of habit tracking. Um, but let's talk a little bit more about um, this idea of, of what kind of habits, what habits specifically should we be tracking, Leo? Because you mentioned that you had a long list of track of habits that you set out to track, but you didn't necessarily keep up to that, keep up, keep them up the same way, or there were yeah. some alterations that you've made along the way. So, so I guess a good question to start off with would be, should we track all of our habits? No, I, I, I think I got way too excited. I got carried away with my habit tracking ideas. I started with a list of 12 habits. And of oh course, I know it's too much. It's too much. Um, so I think we already have, like, for example, now I have already developed some of those habits. So tra- those habits becomes just extra work. So you don't really need right. to track those habits anymore. The habit tracker's purpose is to get started, to kick start a new habit, to keep you on track with behaviors, with things that you tend to forget 
or that you let slide when things get a little busy. For example, reading. When things get busy, most people don't read. Or, mm-hmm. or, or uh, exercise. Or exercising, right? yeah. But yeah. when you have built that, that habit, you don't need to go back to that. So you need to make sure that you're actually tracking the things that matter, the right things. Like hard, certain habits are very hard to stick to because they're either too specific or, or too strict. So for example, not biting my nails is a habit that I need to track. Um, mm-hmm. If you are a language, stu- a language learner, watching a show in English every day is something that you might want to track or listening to a podcast, maybe listening to this podcast um, every day um, on your commute to work. These are things that you need to track. Right. And the not specific element of that would be, I'm not going to watch this many English shows or this specific English shows because there might be something that comes up that that stops me from doing so. Right? Yes. So I'm just going to open it up and say, yeah. you know what, I'm going to watch a show in English. And maybe a show in English is a 10 minute YouTube video. Mm-hmm. Right. But that's OK. Because I'm yeah. still doing it. I'm showing up. It doesn't matter what it is, as long as you say, for example, maybe one habit you could track, Mike, would be write, read one page. Actually, let's talk about this because James Clear, we know it's our idol. We should invite him on the podcast eventually. In in his book, Atomic Habits, he talks about the two-minute rule. So he said, we need to scale down our habits because, again, some habits are too specific or too strict until they take two minutes or less to perform. So you start okay. going back to what you said, Mike, you start with something very small just to make sure that you're showing up every day in a very small way. So a couple of examples, Mike, would be journaling. A lot of people say to me, Leo, how, how, how do you journal every day? I said, oh, I've been doing it for five years now, but I started mm-hmm. journaling one sentence. So that's an example of okay. something you can track. Journal one sentence. A lot of students want to start reading in English, but they say, I'm going to read a book in English every month. No, <laughs> you're not going to do it. You're not going to do it. Why don't right. you start with reading one page every day, right? Okay, sure. Meditation, Mike. Meditating for one minute. Or as you said with the push-ups, don't start with 50 push-ups. Do one push-up every day for 30 days. Mm-hmm. You know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of, I think it's called the Kaizen principle, oh, the one-minute yes. principle from um, Japanese business culture, which is yes. do something for one minute. Um, and only one minute, the same time each day, uh, and 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 eventually that will become a habit. What I see yeah. here is like Leo. It's funny because um, if I'm going to do one push up once, um, my body I think is going to even propel me. It's going to want me to do another one, right? Yeah. But I, I get it. I like what James Clear is talking about. This gets you started. Yeah. Again, is the the first hurdle because yes, it's the first obstacle. You can break them, and again, these one minute. Um, or small habits um, can be anything. You can say, for example, wake up by, you know, six a.m. Uh, go to bed by eleven o'clock. You know, um, with English, let's say, you know, uh, read one page in English, learn one word every day. You know, um, go to the school of learning and spend five, one minute there, looking at the reading there. You know, call my mom for a minute or send her a voice yeah, you- message. Yeah, order something in English from the, yeah. the supermarket or from yeah. the cafe. Yeah, I've done something different where I broke mine down into areas. So, for example, mindfulness, if I meditate okay. or if I journaled for a minute, movement, like going for a walk, knowledge, in this case, reading, listening to a podcast, gratitude, writing one thing that I'm grateful for, um, sleeping, getting at least seven hours of sleep. What's really important, Mike, 
and, and everyone listening to us here is make your habits so easy that you can stick to them, even on those days that you don't want to do them. On the hard days, it's very easy, Mike, to exercise on days that you want to exercise. It's those days that you didn't sleep very much, you're <laughs> feeling very tired, the weather is nice out, you, don't want, you want to have a beer. Those are the hard days. Yeah. Those are the hard days. So, so those are things that you can, you can track. So if you are a language student and you're learning one word every day, then you have a weekly habit to review all the words that you learned that week or to write a short summary of everything you've learned this past week, right? And then you can also have monthly habits. You can review all the words you've learned that month. You can review your finances, you know, things like that. Deep clean the house. I don't know. But more mm -hmm. importantly, Mike, I like this. Do you know what a habit of avoidance is? Uh, I'm going to guess it's a habit of avoiding something. <laughs> yes. So it's not things that you want to do, but a habit uh -huh. can also be things that you don't want to do. You want to avoid, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, like getting sidetracked on social media or <laughs> avoiding alcohol comes to mind. Netflix. Yes. No sugar. Comes to mind. Yeah, right. yeah. 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 No, I have a friend. She told me, she's like, Leo, I'm taking a, uh, I'm doing a habit of avoidance. She's like, I'm not making any online purchases because apparently she is addicted to Amazon. So she was buying something every day on Amazon. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. Which I, which might be a new habit that a lot of people developed. Yeah. Um, Due to the, the, COVID the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. Pandemic, yeah. So but Leo, it's interesting because oh. I'm just thinking if we're, if we're using these tools on our phones, um, so it's a good thing. Yes. I'm tracking my habit on the phone, but maybe it's actually, um, causing me to, to, to break my avoidance habit, right? Like I, I know that I had a uh, habit tracking app on my phone. And, um, one thing I didn't like was that it actually, in order to track my habits, I had to look at my phone. And then that immediately made me want to check my messages uh, and all of my other, uh, all of the other kind of social media, um, platforms. So, so I mean, yeah, maybe we can talk about that going forward. It's like, what are some options and what yeah. are some? That's my apps? habit of avoidance. I have no notifications on my phone. So I oh, have to, I have yeah. to. So if people send me messages, I, sometimes it takes me days to reply to them. I'm like, I'm sorry, I haven't checked my messages. So I have to, it, it makes, you forget, Mike, you actually forget about your, your um, social media. You forget about messages. You forget about visiting those things because if there are no notifications, you have to really open up the app and then see what's in there. So, well, yeah. yeah, because, yeah, because in the past that would have been automatic. Yeah. Right. You would have done that with, uh, and I don't want to do that. Yeah. So how do we get into the habit of habit tracking <laughs> or uh -huh. using a habit tracker? I, Mike, I have to say a lot of people might be resistant to this idea because I was, I resisted for a long time tracking my own habits and measuring, for example, my own food. And I think people have a similar resistance, but why do you think that is the case? Why do you think people resist um, tracking their habits? Yeah, I think, I think people want to improve themselves, but I think accountability, like, I don't know if everyone likes being honest with themselves, right? Yes. Yeah. And it forces you, right? It, it actually forces you to, to, to take action. And I think some people fear that. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Some people want to make a lot of improvements in their lives, but but getting started can sometimes be challenging. And yeah. also, 
um, you know, people don't like negative feedback, right? Yes. And then perhaps when when they start tracking their habits, they're they're they might be wired to think, well, what if I don't, right? What if I don't fulfill that habit that day? Then I won't be able to check that box, and then I'll feel guilty. Oh, one hundred percent. Right. I think there are these kind of deeper emotional issues that people have to explore before they take on a new habit, right? Mm-hmm. You know, am I going to be able to do this? What, as you said, what am I going to do when it breaks down? How am I going to respond? Yeah. Um, but those kind of immediately come to mind. But, but I think, again, there are clear benefits of doing it, right? Yeah. So it goes that back to be making, choosing easy habits mm-hmm. and then forcing yourself um, to, uh, to, to stick to those habits. Uh, as someone who has used both a calendar and an app, I have to say that I like the apps better because the okay. app gives me the quantitative and the qualitative data that I want. So for example, um, I know the percentage of, like I know in terms of percentage, how much time I spent in that month working out. Like when I look at the number 87, I'm like, oh, I worked out 87% of the time in, in, in February. That's good. So I got to keep it up. But when I look at my meditation is only 5%, I know that this is an area that I need to work on. So don't make the mistake that I've made of tracking 10 habits. Focus on two, maybe three of the most important habits you want to cultivate. And when it comes to habits, Mike, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to suggest three. The first one is Habitify. Um, the second okay. one is Habitica. These two are very interesting because they almost look like video games. So if you, if you look oh, at, okay. yeah, so, so Habitify um, gives you um, like, um, like you have these bars and it's, it's actually quite cool. And Habitica is basically you have like a little, a little avatar and then you have the habits. Habitica what I really is like is Streak. App. Streak is, is a great app. Um, it basically so gives you a to-do list that helps you form um, good habits. And at the moment, I'm just looking at my phone right now. But you have your habits there. So, for example, you decide how many times uh, a week or a month you want to per- perform that habit. You get notifications. You get reminders. And then it tells you you've, you've reached a streak. You have exercise for seven days in a row, you know? Yeah, and I think I, I like the calendar technique just because it's, it's fast. It's easy. It's easy for me to keep that habit. Um, but I think you raised a good point. Um, it's also nice to track the qualitative element. When I say qualitative, it's nice to be able to track what you feel as you're mm-hmm. going through these different habits and yeah. how you feel about some of your um, more successful days and, and less successful days, mm-hmm. because part of that reflection helps you improve going exactly. forward. Right? Exactly. And you and need having that, that in one spot on your dashboard that you just shared with me is, is quite handy. Yeah. And one thing that I've learned from, from James Clear, and this is if you are a language learner is that you can use cues to help you. So, um, there's a formula you say, after I do my current habit, I will track my habit. So for example, after I read a page in English for two minutes, whatever, I will mark the do something in English column. And that do something could be listen to a podcast in English, maybe the cult of learning, uh, do some work on the school of learning or, or read a page of a book in English. So that helps you stay accountable. But Mike, the important question as we get to the end of our episode here today, two more things we have to talk about. What do we do when our habits break down? So what happens when we, when you, I'm going to actually ask this, when you fall off the wagon, and I think it's important for us to explain the meaning of the expression to fall off the wagon. 
Yeah, so <laughs> fall, fall off the wagon. Great one. I don't have that one in the School of Learning yet, folks, but we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, I'll find space for it eventually. But yeah, falling off the wagon, right? I'm, I'm on for the ride, but I fall off, which means I, I, I stop this journey temporarily, right? Like I stop doing the habit. I, I break the streak, so to speak, right? So mm-hmm. I might be on a diet, but then I attended a wedding and I ate a lot of food and I, I yeah. kind of fell off the wagon at that point. But I think, again, I, 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 we keep coming back to this theme of honesty, Leo. Mm-hmm. We need to be honest with ourselves. You know, perfection is unattainable, Yeah. right? So we shouldn't expect perfection of ourselves, right? Yeah. We, you know, things come up, right? Family yeah. emergencies, issues, um, deadlines Weddings, change, yeah. weddings, yeah. right? So, so you, it's more about creating a kind of mental model, right? Mm-hmm. That you don't build negative momentum. You've talked about this earlier uh, in in this series. That that you might miss a day, but you don't miss two days. No, right. So you don't get negative moment- momentum. Yes, I think that is my mental model, Mike. I never miss twice. Like for example, yesterday I was ex- I was so tired yesterday. Mm-hmm. I I had no energy, so I said, you know what? I'm not going to work out today. So today, second day. I have to work out. I have to avoid that second mistake. Because if you think about it, Mike, the first mistake is not the one that destroys you. It's what happens after that first mistake. And again, I'm going to go back to James Clear because he has this amazing quote. And he said, missing once is an accident. Missing twice is the start of a new habit. But again, right? We have no one to blame but ourselves, right? Yes. We, we we have to be accountable to ourselves, and and a lot of that comes down to breaking that negative momentum. Hmm. Hmm. Yes. And yeah. So move away from trying to be perfect. Move away from this black and white, all or nothing mindset. It's okay to miss it once, but don't miss it twice. Because if you miss it twice, the third day, oof, it's going to be a lot harder. And then you've, you're building, as you said, Mike, you're building this negative momentum, which brings us to the last question. And this is a question that I've received from someone. And this is why I decided to include in this episode. This was a question from one of our listeners. And this person said that they're really enjoying um, the series on the science of habits. And they asked me, Leo, Mike, how long should we track our habits for? So, Mike. What's your answer? We know it's not 21. It can't be 21, right? It's not 30. I don't think it's 100. I don't think yeah. it's 365 days. The popular answer was 66, right? But as we said in the episode, okay. it depends on the habit. Right. It depends on yeah, the habit. Meditation might take yeah. a little longer. You might need to track it a little longer. Yeah. Versus drinking water or drinking more water every day. Yeah. It might become more automatic faster. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you think? Uh... I don't know. I, I think I think I think it goes back to what we said earlier that that that's probably just another shortcut, right? Like, yeah, I think if you're going to track a habit, you 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 keep tracking that habit until it becomes automatic. Right? Yeah. And that's how you measure success. Yeah. You can go about each of those habits or um, in, in a way that you're it's not taking up any mental energy to, mm-hmm. to force yourself to do that. It's again, it's automatic then you can remove that from your, your habit tracker because you don't need to track that anymore. Yeah. Until that point, you got to stay at it. That's my, that's where I come from on that. I'm with you on that. I think 
habits, all habits, learning a language, uh, exercising, what have you, everything becomes easier with practice. So the real question we should be asking ourselves is, what is the purpose of building these habits? I think the answer will always be forever because habits, very much like learning, are lifelong processes. And I would even argue, Mike, going back to the idea of identity and embodiment, it's something that we need to adopt. And everything, every time you do that, you perform that habit, you are automatically changing your identity. So that's it. Find those habits, start tracking them, and, and let us know how it goes. And if you want, as a bonus for this episode, you can go to our website, um, our Learn Your English website.net, and you should be able to download. We're going to give you the link in the show notes. You should be able to download the Learn Your English habit tracking um, worksheet. It's not going to be an app. We're just going to go back to the old paper model, Mike. Yeah, and we'll put a copy of that in our School of Learning for the members who have already signed up. Yeah, Absolutely. Mike, I think that's it. This has been a great series. We've just wrapped the third and final episode. Any important takeaways from you? No, I, I, I just love what you said at the end. Um, you, you'll become, after tracking all of these habits, you're going to start to embody a new you. And I think Leo and I, over the last year, year and a half, almost mm-hmm. two years, Leo, We've embodied this role as podcasters. Mm-hmm. You've been gracious enough to subscribe and listen to these podcast episodes. So thank you. Thank yeah. you all very much. And good luck with all of your new habits and yeah. new you. Yeah. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Thanks for the support. Thanks for letting us into your life because a lot of you have said, have sent us beautiful and wonderful messages. So we really appreciate the fact that you allow us to spend some quality time with you while trying to help you and while we're helping ourselves to become better versions of ourselves. So thank you for listening to the Cult of Learning podcast. This is the end of our series on the science of habits and we'll see you on the next episode. Take care, everyone. You've been listening to Teacher Talking Time, brought to you by Learn Your English. Ready to take control of your education? You're in the right place. Teaching, professional development, learning. Expand your world with Learn Your English.